98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? And does it smell good? Wolfing down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Luke. Hey, boys. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. It is noon on a Friday. That means it's time for all of your top sports stories in one place. And Aaron Maloney is here with Wolf and Down Your Lunch. Aaron? So yesterday's first round of the 2022 NCAA tournament brought surprises as 15 seed St. Peter's stunned number two seed Kentucky in overtime 85-79. Here's St. Peter's head coach Shaheen Holloway after the game. At the end of the day, you know, every team that made it to the NCAA tournament deserved to be here. Every team that made it to the NCAA tournament think that they could advance. You know, it's like you just have to be good on this night. It's, it's, it's not about your record. It's not about what school you at. It's who, who's ever good at, on that night. And tonight, you know, it, it was our night. Now, I'm not going to ask you if your guys' brackets are busted because I can guarantee you guys probably didn't have St. Peter's or Richmond. Am I correct? Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. So th- we won't ask that question. But in your opinion, which part of March Madness is more exciting? The opening games where we see teams like St. Peter's beat proven programs like Kentucky or the final games when you get down to the final four of the championship? Uh, I'm going to go with the first the, these days right here, yesterday and today and in, into this weekend, this first weekend, because you've got so many games going on at once and you have those upsets by the time you get to the final four you typically have i mean i like the final four but you typically have four really good teams and sometimes you know it's 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 a lot of the same teams so yeah this first weekend for me for sure yeah you know i'd have to agree with luke honestly uh cinderella are you kidding me we all love the underdog, especially in this country. Isn't that right, Kurt Warner? American underdog. Of course. Have you seen it yet? No. Just please. I've seen it. Did you have to? I know. I'm going to. Maloney, you've seen it. I am. I saw it and I wanna, ugly cried in it. I Okay. It was very emotional. I, I want to see it with the family, so we're trying to orchestrate all of that. Bring the tissues. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. No, I have to agree with Luke. Huge trade went down in the NFL yesterday. We saw the Packers trade Pro Bowl wide receiver Devontae Adams to the Raiders for a first round and second round draft pick. Adams' new deal is a five-year contract averaging $28.5 million per season with $67.5 million fully guaranteed. Here's ESPN's Adam Schefter. Aaron Rodgers went and did what was best for him without Devontae Adams' thoughts. And I think Devontae Adams did what was best for him without Aaron Rodgers' thoughts. And the two men went their own different directions, winding up with Aaron Rodgers being back in Green Bay and Devontae Adams going out west to Las Vegas. So which AFC West team move... Or That was dyslexic. Which AFC West team made the best move recently? The Broncos trading for Russell Wilson. Okay. The Chargers getting J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack. Or the Raiders adding Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones. I'm going with the Denver Broncos adding Russell Wilson. There's not even a debate on this one right now. The Denver Broncos have a Super Bowl caliber roster that were lacking one thing. Quarterback. They got a quarterback, and not just a quarterback, a doggone good quarterback. The Denver Broncos, by far and away, getting a franchise quarterback, 
they want it. Yeah, uh, it, certainly if it's if it's any individual move, you can't argue with that. If you want to go with the whole offseason, I mean, the Raiders have had a pretty good offseason. So if the Chargers, I, I'll still go with Denver because they also got Randy Gregory. I mean, that's that's something. But the, the, the tiebreaker is Russell Wilson because you could see it last year. Denver had a very good football team even in that division. They just couldn't move the ball enough at that position, and now they have one of the best. It's going to be a crazy battle in that division. Following the news of the Raiders trading for Devontae Adams, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport stated that the next step for Las Vegas is to extend Derek Carr, which led to Kyler Murray's agent, Eric Burkhart, sending a tweet saying, quote, Wait, so you're telling me teams with already paid quarterbacks can also pay highest paid wide receiver, two highly paid defensive ends, one of the highest paid offensive tackles, highly paid tight end, well-paid running backs, and then also still re-up their quarterback as one of the highest paid? It's a choice, a choice to try to win or not. Hashtag commitment. Does this worry you at all? Uh, this this evokes a lot of emotions in me, Wolf, because uh, the first one is, all right, they're not nearly as close as I thought they were. The second one is, I don't understand why the agent, and I'm assuming on some level Kyla Murray, insist on negotiating so urgently and publicly. And third, the last one was like, this means Steve Kime hasn't uh, hasn't necessarily caved to their wishes. I, I kind of I respect what Steve Kime's doing here if he's standing up to this negotiating tech. Oh my goodness, this right here. Um, maybe it means nothing, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe it means nothing. Well, that was maybe an emotional roller coaster. Is, if it means nothing, maybe this is pure coincidence. And Kyler signs tomorrow, but I don't think that is the case. This feels like a stick in the eye. And I thought the sound of silence leading up to yesterday, I thought that was really important. And I thought it indicated the fact that the negotiations are probably going pretty well. And at some point in time, we were going to hear an announcement that the Cardinals and Kyler Murray had come to an agreement on an extension. Now, all of a sudden, not so much. This is bellicose, is it not, Eric Burkhardt? The race to trade for Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson is down to two teams, the Falcons and the Saints, after the Panthers were informed yesterday they were out of the running. Here's Dan Orlovsky. There's no quarterback in the NFL that is a flat-out better player than Deshaun Watson. Two years ago, there was conversations of, well, if Deshaun Watson was drafted to the same place as Patrick Mahomes, would he be doing the same stuff as Patrick Mahomes? And that's when Patrick was taking the league by absolute storm. There, I mean, there's not there's not a, a quarterback that you sit there and go, that guy's unequivocally a better player. He's just been in a really bad situation in Houston. When do you think we will find out where Deshaun Watson will officially go? Mm, I think we'll know. Well, when Matt Ryan pushed his uh, his his like bonus back to Tuesday, right? So we'll know by Tuesday. I think we'll know by the time we come in here on Monday. I can't go any earlier. Yeah, you know, honestly, right now, what are you waiting for, Deshaun? Well, that's what, the, what are you I'm, waiting? He's had time for? to think about which team he wanted to play. What for. is going on? Is he waiting for a team to come in late? What are you doing, Deshaun? It can't be that hard. You've had to be sitting around thinking about okay, the Saints, the Falcons. What is Deshaun Watson waiting for? I don't know what the answer is on that one, but I think we'll know by Tuesday. Yes, I agree. Yeah, because, I mean, we're not talking 32 teams now. We're talking two 
And I'm guessing even though we all are just finding out this week that it was these two or for a while there, three and four teams, he probably, he and his agent had probably had a pretty good idea who the teams were going to be. Are we talking to? I don't know. <laughs> That's, That's what I'm saying. Are we talking to? You think San Francisco is still out there? Did somebody throw a wrench, a proverbial wrench into the equation here and mess it all up? It would be San Francisco, right? That's the only if you're if you're talking about a team stepping uh, in here I'm at just the last saying, second. There's a team nobody's been talking about that I think probably is involved to some degree because now all of a sudden you've got Deshaun Watson. Deshaun, what's what's the hold up here? Let's go. That was Wolfing Down Your Lunch. Thank you, as always, Aaron. When we come back, Kyler Murray's agent has once again spoken out. Is it possible the Cardinals actually aren't as close to a deal with Kyler Murray as maybe we thought? It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. All right, there was uh, big sports news all over the place yesterday after the show. Last night, well, you had, the, uh, you had, of course, the St. Peter's Peacocks knocking out Kentucky, among other upsets, but that was obviously the big one. Come on, man. Probably the biggest one we're going to see in this tournament. Maybe the biggest one we're going to see for a couple of years. So you had that. Then mixed in there, you had the Raiders saying, yeah, we just got Chandler Jones. Uh, we'll take Devontae Adams, too. And, uh, and that's triggered, as you heard Maloney bring up during uh, Wolfing Down Your Lunch last segment, that triggered, for whatever reason, Kyler Murray's agent, Eric Burkhart, all caps Burkhart, to say, although he did say this not in all caps. So that's, that's something. Yeah. That's a little bit of progress. A step forward. Uh, he, he tweeted out, wait, so you're telling me teams with already paid quarterbacks can also pay a highest paid wide receiver, two highly paid defensive ends, one of the highest paid offensive tackles, highly paid tight end, well paid running backs, and then also still re-up quarterback is one of the highest paid. He did capitalize re-up. It's a choice, a choice to try to win or not. Hashtag commitment. So, you have to try to think logically about whatever is going on at this point. Okay. And, and this is what I, I, I think you have to start here. Kyler Murray signs off on that tweet, right? Yes. Yes. And if he doesn't sign off on that tweet, that tweet's been up for 18 hours. If, if, if Eric Burkhart just went rogue and tweets that out, and everybody's going to think Kyler Murray's behind it, if I'm Kyler Murray, I'm like... Dude, you got to take that down. Yeah. Like, I understand what you're trying to do, but get get rid of that. Well, you work for me, and I'm telling you what to do. So why in the world would you ever tweet that out at this point in time? Yeah. Take it down. So it's still up, and it's been 18 hours. So I'm assuming, to a certain extent, Kyler Murray agrees with all that. No doubt about it. So what does this all mean? Because I was of the belief that absolutely the Cardinals are going to get a deal done with Kyler Murray this offseason. I do not understand, Wolf, the the relentless push by Kyler Murray's camp. This has to be done right now. Even even the this has to be done before the draft. That was like, okay, you don't you're not really in position. We played the clip from Bart Scott yesterday. And I don't know that I fully agree with Bart Scott, but but he was what was his his reaction? Who are you? What have you done? Why do you get to dictate the terms here after three years? Yeah. Okay. So there, that thought is out there. I would just if I'm the Cardinals, I keep putting myself in the Cardinals position now because I I, I don't understand Kyler's position as much anymore. I would be looking at this like, okay, calm down. It's been three years. We have team control for two more years. We'll try and get something done by the summer. And Kyler's like, 
I'd like it done before the draft. Yeah. All right. Um, maybe let's work on that. And now you have his agent being like, we're four days in the free agency. Why isn't it done? Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be done yet. It doesn't have to be done. Not yet. And once again, um, for the record, I, I feel like I have to state this all the time, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm sorry, but I do. Um, if I were the Arizona Cardinals, this is just me. I haven't talked to anybody over there about this. I'd say I'm sorry. Um, I need to see one more year. I've been pretty consistently saying this all off season. I need to see one more year of you preparing, one more year of you growing as a leader. Yes, you have totally grown. Kyler, we love you. You're our franchise quarterback. We're going forward. Uh, we want to see you continue to grow. We don't have to extend you after your third year. No matter how much you yell and scream and say that we do, we don't have to. And you know what? We want to see one more year. You have a problem proving it one more year. Uh, That, to me, is what has got me all bent out of shape right here. Because you're going to set a precedent. And that precedent says, hey, even if we have a contract with you, you know what? If we sign you to a six-year contract, heck, if we sign you to an eight-year contract by year three, that's not going to be any good to you anymore. Or year four, it's going to be antiquated. So now all of a sudden, you know what, if you're not going to honor your contract now, why should we believe you're going to honor your contract even when you get paid? Even more than you've been paid. I, I, I'm sorry. This is, this is something that sets a precedent. And because of that, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. It's, and if he tells me, okay, I'm not going to play for you. That I'm tells not, you all you need to I, I'm just telling you right now. This is me, and I, it's easy for me to say this, and I will continue to say it, because you must say it. If I have no skin in the game. I'm not the general manager where if this explodes, my job could be on the line right here, right? Yeah. I'm not the head coach. But, by the way, those extensions got to make you feel a lot better I'm, about where you are right now. Those seem even more meaningful Okay, now, and I yes. think that is important to actually know, but... At the same time, man, I don't have the skin in the game that Michael Bidwell has, that Steve Kime has. This organization, they have a franchise quarterback. They got a guy that, in my opinion, could be all that and everything you need and more. But I'm going to make him do it one more year. Well, that's and what, I don't have to sign him to an extension right now. That's what's frustrating about all this is the easy part about being a franchise quarterback would be, at least in my mind, not not the talent and the skill that Kyler Murray has. Not everybody has that. Most people don't have that. I would think the easier part would be, okay, go be a good leader. Commit to that. But even if that's, you know, that's different for every person, how about just don't isolate yourself from the team? Because, Wolf, the way this offseason has gone, and again, it's similar to what you just said. I obviously don't run the Cardinals, but if I did, my approach coming into this offseason would have been like, okay, uh, I didn't like that playoff game. I didn't like the way Kyler looked in that game. I didn't like him not going in for the last few minutes of the game. There's a lot about that playoff game I didn't like, okay? But this is our guy. We're going to pay him eventually. Mm-hmm. Probably pay him next year. Then he scrubs the social media and all that weirdness that came along with that. And I'm like, all right, okay, maybe not. Then he puts out that message on Instagram about not being about nonsense. That was like four nonsenses ago. The all caps. But 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 eventually I was kind of like, okay, this is going to be our guy. Let's see what we can work out. Then you get the all caps message oh, from see. Burkhart. Yes. And it's like, okay, I, I was about to pay you. Now I'm not going to. And now the last couple of weeks, it's been Kyler on Twitter talking to his teammates as they, his former teammates as they leave. And things have been quiet. And my thought would have been like, all right, 
Let's figure something out. And then you get this again. I would feel like if I were the Cardinals, like every time I'm about to pay you, I'm getting pushed around publicly, and I don't know why you're doing that. That says a lot when you're talking about a guy that you need to be your leader or at least one of your leaders on your team. As I've said all along, I'm on board with Kyler getting paid. If I were Kyler, I'd be trying to get paid too. Yeah, yet at the same time, this does make me think that maybe the Arizona Cardinals are pushing back. Maybe they have they, to be. Maybe they are. I mean, uh, they have. We Why would have he react assume, like that if they were close? We have, we have to assume that they are. I, why would Burkhart jab the Cardinals in the face with a stick, metaphorically speaking, if in fact they were close? If in fact they were getting what they wanted? Why, why would he do this? And again, it's, it's really demeaning. I don't, I don't, I don't get the, the, the logic behind it at all. Like it, you're, you're, it really is. You're it's, right. It's basically saying you're not trying. Arizona Cardinals, you're not trying to win, and I want everybody out there, including the Red Sea, to know that you're not trying to win. It's That's either, Eric Burkhardt's view. It's either you don't know how to win, or yeah, the last couple sentences, it's a choice, all caps again, he's big on the a all choice. caps, a choice to try, all caps, to win, or not, hashtag commitment. I should click on that hashtag and see what else is on there. I'll do that during the break. But yeah, I mean, that, that, is, that is not just a, hey, you, you could have even worded that differently of like, Look what the Raiders are doing. It can be done. There's a way we can work this out. Instead, it's like just attack, attack, attack. You're right. There's no way that they were like about to sign a deal today. And he's tweeting something like that out. So the Cardinals must be pushing back, which, by the way, is their right because it's only his third year in the league. Sure. And, and once again, for the record, and this is just me, ladies and gentlemen, but um, if Kyler Murray's telling me I'm not going to play in 2022, I'm just telling you that right now. I'm not going to play under that contract in 2022. I'm going to give it time. I'm not going to react quickly to it. But you better believe that I'm picking up the phone and making some calls. I honestly thought that we had, I honestly thought the Cardinals had gotten to a point where they were like, look, Kyler, we're trying to work on something. Tell your agent to calm down, and how about you act a little more like a cardinal on Twitter, okay? And, we'll, and we're, we're going to figure this out. That's where I thought we were until last night. And then you see this, and it's like, okay, what is going on then? What's what? Why, it, why is it, it so contentious publicly? Exactly. It just, to me, once again, it is, it is the fact that Kyler Murray is giving Eric Burkhart the blessing to do this right here. That's what gets me fired up. I love how the pushback, too, is, well, you're just overreacting to something on social media. This is how they communicate. This is how Kyler Murray and his agent communicate is through social media. Overreacting? How, how are you overreacting when you know this is, this is a derogatory attack on the Arizona Cardinals? It is. Yeah, the last couple lines are saying you're not. The last couple lines trying to win. That's what he's saying. The last couple lines are saying if you don't pay my client what he wants, you don't want to win. (laughs) How else am I supposed to interpret that? Exactly right. Even though he's under contract going forward, if you don't pay him now, you're not trying to win. And I want your fans to know that. Yes, which is just not true. Which my counter would be: Well, what about when we paid your other client? Cliff Kingsbury, were we trying to win then? Or is it just if we don't pay all your clients, we're not trying to win? Texas, your thoughts. The FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Coming up, day two of the NCAA tournament is in full swing. So after just one day, how bad is your bracket?
BPI has uh, has failed one of us. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. I want to know who my representing it here tonight. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. All right, welcome back to the show. <laughs> Wolf, you, uh, you, you love a good Eric Ruby update, don't you? <laughs> Jim is incredible, Basonians. It's the delivery for you. Well, you know what, honestly, Jim actually, he reads the update, of course. And he reads it with such authority. It's like, I'm going to read this and then bash your face in. <laughs> okay. I, well, that's actually he what doesn't they, trip, they He doesn't trip over a word. They teach that in broadcasting he school. <laughs> He just that was the second day. It's yeah. like, Jim, it's just <laughs> honestly, it's like you just say it so matter of factly, like, what are you going to do about it? Suns play tonight. That's right. <laughs> Indisputable. Jim, this is what I love. You've got, you've got a future, my friend. I'm going to read this, and as soon as I'm done, I think we know what's going to happen here. You're going to process what I just read. You're not going to change the channel in the middle I of a Ruby update. I am going to break you. That's Joe. I'd say that's that's how you do an update with authority right there. All right, uh, no, March no changing, Jim. March Madness. Uh, did you see Wolf Villanova right now is losing, or at least they were two seconds ago. Now they're in. The I break. did, as a matter of fact. Yes, that one. Now they're back up by four, but um, it's twenty-seven, twenty-three Villanova up on Delaware. So that would be a fifteen over a two. Obviously, if the Blue Hens could pull off the upset there. You might say, well, 15 over 2, that's never going to happen. Well, that just happened yesterday. Yeah. The Peacocks over the Wildcats. Where do you begin on this one, honestly, right now? Where do you begin when you start talking about the NCAA tournament? That game, and I don't know why it brought me so much joy, other than oh. I'm just sort of sick of Kentucky in general, but that 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 level of an upset, 12 over 5 is just, okay, whatever. 12 over 5, that happens. It's happened twice already this year. Like Those are upsets, I get it, and that's cool, but... Not only was that an upset, Wolf, it went to overtime. You had some back and forth. It was tied at halftime. Kentucky started to pull away late in the game. St. Peter's, anytime I have to look up where a school is located because they're playing so well that it's like, I probably should know this, that's a good sign. St. Peter's out of Jersey City, New Jersey. And they go upset Kentucky. That was the thing that blew my mind right there. St. Peter's, you're thinking, okay, St. Peter's, all right. Is that down in Tampa? Is that, where is that? The Florida Keys? Where, where is St. Peter's? Where, where is, no, it's in Jersey City, New Jersey. That's where it is. The, uh, the NBA hotbed known as St. Peter's. I looked to see how many players they've had drafted into the NBA. Yeah. The most recent one was Phil Jamison in 1984 in the 10th round. <laughs> So, I'm going to say maybe not the pipeline directly to the NBA that uh, you might think it is. You've got Shaheen Holloway, of course, who is the coach of St. Peter's right now. He's been there since 2018 in Jersey City. Um, you got to be really happy for Shaheen Holloway. And the reason being is because this guy's going to get paid, all right? He's going to be out at some point, I would imagine, of St. Peter's. This is just me. Somebody's going to hire him. Somebody's going to bring him in and pay him some decent money, some real money right here. This is the way that it works, right? And yet at the same time, when you think about this, this is a rough area. This is a tough place to actually build a program in. Mm -hmm. Jersey City, New Jersey. It's a tough place to do it, and yet he has done it. 
He's got him into the tournament, and then you beat a blue blood like Kentucky? This guy's got to get a job. Yeah, that was uh, that was the highlight of day one. Now, Wolf, I'll just put this out there. If Wright State is listening, you can outdo what St. Peter's did yesterday if you just knock off U of A tonight. Okay, there you go, right there. Boy, you'd be so jacked up, wouldn't you? Even though your bracket would be completely busted and an absolute mess, you fine. have no chance of beating anybody. I'll come in here tomorrow and do a four-hour show on Saturday exactly. if Wright State takes out U of A. I'll just do four hours on Wright State winning because there's no chance it's going to happen. But uh, Man, that would be would crazy. I love to see that. That a, would a, be awesome. A 16 over a 1 has only happened once ever, right? I think I was actually in the studio with Jarrett Carlin whenever uh, Virginia lost. I can't remember who they lost to. But Virginia responded with back-to-back with, yeah. with the title the next year. So, um Yeah, that's about the only way you're going to be able to top what we saw last night in terms of a Cinderella as a 16 beating a 1. You know what was amazing, too? Just watching Richmond thump the Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah, where was your BPI on that? I had Uh, Iowa going far. Yeah, you know, um, don't worry about the BPI. Worry about your bracket. I am. That was the one time I followed the BPI. Your bracket is right. Oh, you did. So you referenced the BPI. That that one time was Uh, wrong, yeah. (laughs) My bracket's actually not that busted. Okay, yeah. Nor is mine. Ladies and gentlemen, um, once again, when you go BPI, never forget this, Basin Onions. When you go BPI, it doesn't you're work. thinking big picture. Oh, is that what the BP stands that's what, for? That's what it is. The big, big picture index? picture is what you're thinking. More times than not, it's going to be right. You got to do it year after year <laughs> after year after year, and more times than not, you're going to win. Yep. We salute you, Sir Ron Wolfley, for you. you are the Bracketeer. All for one and one for Wolf. Do you know how old this is, by the way? This, that right the there, that little cut right there. Sounds you, like it's from like the 1500s. <laughs> that is all the way back, I believe, with Yoda. As our producer, you've back had in that that long, and I, I've never heard that before. You, do you know why? It's because I won, and I, and I won on a consistent basis because, because of, of the BPI. BPI over years. Once again, it's over years, Luke. This is what you got to get. Listen, um, just thinking of that game with Richmond and Iowa as well in the BPI, the collapse of the BPI right there. Iowa, I believe, was number fourteen. Number fourteen. Yeah, they were. No, they were higher, weren't they? No, I thought they were 14. Now, again, I could be off on that. Go ahead and take a look at it. I thought you had memorized all of these. Uh, No, of course not. Uh, that's no, you're right. Thing. Iowa was 14. Well, how about that? Ding, ding, wow, ding, you are ding, a walking ding, ding. BPI. Listen, Ed, don't call me a wedge buster. Um, listen, you know, <laughs> Did you I, just run down the field yelling out BPI rankings when no you hit people? No doubt about it, man. Okay. But Iowa, Iowa's defense, what a disappointment they have totally been. It was horrible. Did you watch the Richmond yeah. game? Did you see? You we did. watched the first half here because okay. <laughs> I, I I was wrong. I have Iowa in the Elite Eight, which I don't think that's going to happen now since they lost. Yeah, no. I mean, offensively, they're not an excellent team. I I mean, Richmond is not, but at the same time, Richmond I think it did enough to obviously to win the game. But Iowa, I was built on offense, and in the tournament, I don't know how that flies. It just seems like you've got to be able to go out and play consistent defense. And Iowa cannot do that. And that's why they went down in flames. 
about the uh, the Pac-12 representatives? I'm trying to see when the BPI was invented because I want to know how you filled out brackets before the BPI, but I don't know if, it, if how far it goes back. Uh, UCLA had a close one last night, one against Akron. Yes. USC has four points in their midway through the first half, so that's encouraging, right? They're on pace for about a 16-point game against uh, Miami right now. <laughs> that looks good. Yeah, that is great right there. Um, yeah, you know, the Akron game, that was front and center last night at the Wolf League compound. And the reason being, of course, is because my nephew is in town. He's staying with us, Maverick Ranger, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, indeed. And he went to Akron. Oh, I didn't know that. So okay. there it was, Akron. He wanted to, no, UCLA, BPI, by the way. <laughs> Picked UCLA. You would go to BPIU. That, so, that's the college you would go to if you had yes, the option right now. We um, had to beat down Akron. If we're not, all you wanted to talk about in the pre-show meeting, and now we're going to run out of time, was Murray State-San Francisco. It was the best game, I thought. It was the best game played. It's just an overtime game. Are you kidding me? Jamari Bouye. <laughs> Tell me you were walking around going, Bouye! Yeah. yeah. 36 points. Chuck it up some threes, man. Uh, late in the game, it may have costed them, but <laughs> chucking yeah, up but some fun while threes, lasted. man. <laughs> that was awesome. Looking at Trey Hannibal from Murray State coming off the bench. First of all, is there a better back uh, last name you could possibly have on the back of your jersey than Hannibal? It's tough. That's tough to beat that. <laughs> is there a better nickname than Jelly? Because Jelly's playing today. Jordan Jelly Walker oh, against yeah, uh, okay. against Houston. Yes, there is. Yeah. Jelly is not. Do you really want to be nicknamed Jelly? No, no. I don't want to be nicknamed Jelly, but I like that somebody else Oh, you else like it. Jelly oh, Walker. Like the fact, yeah, okay, great. Sounds like one of those toys you would have had when um, you were a kid. Trey Hannibal, 18 points off the bench for Murray State. I thought that game, once again, that was... That was awesome. It wasn't like you had Kentucky versus Kansas, okay? Um, But you had San Francisco and Murray State, and we all know about Murray State. Isn't that right, Ja? (laughs) We all understand. You should get to bring back one alumni and have them play. Honestly, I thought that was a great game. That was the best game yesterday. The weather's getting warmer. Arizona Sports and Fulton Homes are reminding you that two seconds is too long to take your eyes off your kids around water. For life-saving water safety tips and to enter to win swim lessons from the YMCA, text SWIM to 620-620. we come back, which free agency moves will make the biggest impact on the Cardinals roster? We'll tell you in four-down territory next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. It's four-down territory with Wolf and Luke. All right, welcome back to the show. Full uh, full effect here for free agency. There really hasn't been much going on today, though. Like, no. Just across the league, there really hasn't been that much. You know what? Uh, I think the first wave, we can honestly say, is over. Yeah, it is. And pretty much all the big names were out there. But let's go into four-down territory right now, Wolf. The four biggest moves the Cardinals have made so far. You ready for this? I'm going to let you go first. Okay, I'm going first. Okay, my first down of four-down territory. First down. <laughs> it's got to be tight end Max Williams. Yeah! Tight end Max Williams. Arizona oh, Sports. What? Wow. Breaking what, what is set up? What is this? I know. I didn't want to do it, guys. But according to Ian Rappaport, according to Adam Schefter, Deshaun Watson plans to waive his no-trade clause. And 
He wants to play for the Cleveland Browns. What? Whoa. Really? What? Oh my goodness. See, I wondered. I sat there and I said, what, what is the holdup? What is it, Deshaun? He already eliminated I the, they no, just... the Cleveland Browns. Eliminated. They eliminated themselves, didn't they? But here's the thing. They said they're not trading Baker Mayfield under any circumstances, so they're going to just be stuck with them, I guess. No, I don't think no, so. I think, don't think that's going to happen go right ahead and just do Oh, it. my goodness. You know, it makes a lot of sense. Deshaun Watson to Cleveland. Why? Their offensive line. They have an excellent offensive line. They know how to run the ball. They have a balanced offense. Deshaun Watson in that offense, man, with Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Running the ball behind that offensive line, yeah, I honestly it makes a lot of sense right there to me at least. Wow, he went he went to the AFC. <laughs> Once he had eliminated Cleveland, I thought it was just okay. He's going to one of these NFC South teams, whether it's uh, New Orleans or, or Atlanta. That's what wow. it sounded like. Wow, what happened right there? Was that posturing by the Cleveland Browns as well? We're out of the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. What what were they doing right there? What was Would they, they do that? Well, they I, I did. Can't, they I, did that. Remember, I, they, they made the announcement. They were out of the Deshaun Watson sweepstake. Yeah. That's what they said. They went on record. Is that right, Malone? Well, I remember hearing that. I just didn't know the Browns yes. were the ones that had said it. Wow. No. They okay. were the ones who, I just made the assumption that Deshaun told them, we're done. Yeah. Okay, hey, we're out of it. So Adam Schefter just tweeted that it is now up to the Texans and Browns to finalize a trade agreement. Well, I would assume Baker wow. Mayfield's going to be involved. Okay. There we go, right there. It's coming down right now. Deshaun Watson. Okay, so here we go, Wolf. Ian Rappaport is reporting that the Browns were told they were out, but never stopped recruiting. Now they get Deshaun Watson. Okay, but remember the headline. Maybe that's what it was. The headline said that the Browns say they're out. That was the headline that I read. So... Apparently, they never stopped. They never believed it, even though Deshaun Watson told them they were out. Man, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> what a what a maelstrom that has got to be. That front office with Baker Mayfield and what's going on with Baker and you're balancing that. And Deshaun Watson says you're out. No, you're not out. We're not going to stop recruiting you ever. <laughs> How about that right there? So I'm just trying to process. You had this. me at hello. So they so yesterday when Baker Mayfield's like it's probably better if we just go our separate ways. The Browns are like, no, no, Baker, you're our guy. Hold on, I got to take this call because I'm trying to get Deshaun Watson to replace you. Yo, stop it! Oh my goodness, that is what a mess that had to be. Wow. So I mean that that. <laughs> Wow, it's unbelievable. So that changes, you know, what we were talking about before, how ridiculous Cleveland was being to essentially run. I said run. it, though. I said it, man. If I were Deshaun Watson, I'd, I'd want to play for the Cleveland Browns. Well, you did say before, why are, why are we only hearing about the Falcons and Saints? Why isn't the decision made? What is the holdup, man? What is it you've got, too? you got the yin or the yang. What is the holdup, Deshaun? Well, apparently, maybe it was the Cleveland Browns. And he just chose to play quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. after Even after that song we played earlier, we're like oh my 27 goodness, guys to play. they got to be going nuts, man. They have to be going absolutely bonkers. So the AFC now has Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, 
Joe Burrow, everybody in the AFC West, Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, all of these quarterbacks are in the same conference. Oh my goodness. Wow. And And you've been on that from the very beginning. And and I thought it was going to start to swing the other way when Brady came back and Deshaun Watson said he was was only looking at Atlanta and the Saints. Now we really are in a place again where if you have Kyler Murray... I, should I check Eric Burkhart's uh, Twitter feed? I'm sure he's got something to say about the Deshaun Watson trade. Yeah, I'm sure right now. Um, I mean, if you have Tyler Murray, you have the only potentially great quarterback of the next generation right now in the NFC. Like, yes, you still have to deal with Brady and Rodgers. I'm assuming at some point Tom Brady will actually retire and stay retired, even if it's two years from now. Whereas Kyler Murray should be in the league for another 10 to 15 years. Yes, that wow. would be nice right there. I can't tell if it'd be more fun to be a fan of a team in the AFC right now or just stressful. Yeah, man, that is, it is really, I I don't know, have we ever seen anything like this where there is this just huge amount of franchise quarterbacks in one conference as opposed to the other? Honestly, I'm trying to remember the last time the, the scales were tipped as far as they are in regard to quarterbacks in the AFC and the NFC. I don't know, honestly, if we've ever seen anything like this. The deluge of franchise quarterbacks that are in the AFC compared to the NFC is stunning. How about this uh, This extremes of these two tweets by Adam Schefter? It's, it's now up to the Texans and Browns to finalize a trade agreement for Deshaun Watson, like Maloney just said. His next tweet, another news, former Rams punter Johnny Hecker agreed to terms with the Panthers for source. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's a little disparate. <laughs> let's let's stick with the, the the quarterback thing right now for a little bit, Adam. Yeah, yeah man, you know what's amazing about this? Um, I, I thought that Deshaun Watson had all these trades all lined up, all ready to go. I, I thought they were done, completed, and that's the reason why they were allowing him to decide which team he wanted to go that's to, what, right? That's what was all out there, yeah. Done, yeah, all these teams... Were supposedly done. The Panthers, of course, the Saints, they were done. They were, they were, it's the, the, the Panthers, the Saints, and the Falcons supposedly had deals in place with Deshaun Watson. The Browns were the outlier. And of course, we knew that. But man, based on that report again, that is, that is a mind number to me. They came out of nowhere, and maybe that's what the holdup has been. So Adam Schefter just tweeted that the Browns are giving Deshaun a new deal. The $184 million over the first four years of his contract is a $48 million raise over the $136 million he was scheduled to make over the same four years on the previous contract. So $12 million raise a year in that span for Deshaun Watson. Okay, so one eighty four over four years. So you're looking at like forty five and a half million a year, forty six million a year. Yes, I, I think it was forty eight. Didn't you just say forty eight? Forty eight. Yeah, forty eight million. Forty eight million raised over his previous contract. Man, um, okay, yeah. So you're looking at per year, right there, right? <laughs> That's wow. forty six million. Forty six. Yeah. Man, huh. this is. You know what, $46 million. Okay, um, I'm sure that's not going to make Eric Burkhardt happy. <laughs> that's the very first thing I'm thinking of that's right now. the first thing I was thinking of, too. I'm just waiting for his tweet of, like, see, even Cleveland can afford a quarterback, and Cleveland's committed to winning. Right, and they had a quarterback. Yeah. 
Yeah. Baker Mayfield. Oh, man. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. I feel like Cleveland's going to... Well, yeah, he's fallen all the way to the Texans, right? He's going to be the Texans quarterback. That's the other side of this. If you're Houston, you're at least insisting on Baker Mayfield back in the trade. Yeah. It's actually not terrible for Houston because there was no way they were going to go forward with Deshaun Watson. You are at least getting a, a, a starting quarterback. Well, I feel bad. Can you imagine if you're Baker right now? I mean, honestly. Baker's probably like, hold on, what I said about that trade, I, mean, I didn't mean literally. Wow. I meant philosophically. In today's world, who doesn't ask for a trade? That's probably what he's going to the Browns right now. Like, hold on, anybody but Houston, please. Uh, all right, we were going to do four-down territory right there. We'll do it when we come back with the Cardinals and their free agency. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.